four, four days away to Northern California, and I did about 1,700 miles, and I went with a bunch of girls. It was a passionate ride, and it was awesome. Oh, neat. It was so much fun. I went riding with Nancy. Oh, she's absolutely fabulous. Nancy is awesome. I've talked about Nancy before yeah. um, from Street Masters. Yeah, I think every trip is different, you know, and, and each one, you know, the company that you keep makes it different as well. I I have done so much solo touring yeah. because there are very, there are just very few people that can take the time that yeah. I do to, to travel long distances. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of by force of, okay, well, if I'm going to wait around, well, I learned a long time ago that if I'm going to wait around for somebody to ride with me, mm -hmm. that I'm not going to get as much riding in. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> and, Good point. and, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a full-time, uh, nine to five job. I haven't had one in a decade now. So yeah, my life is a little different and I've, you know, I have this strange habit of, enjoying pushing my boundaries so you know that was there was certainly an element of that in my trip to south america and you know some of the mm. other rides that i do um mm. you know pushing my personal boundaries but i also i also realized this trip because i just got back from about six yeah six weeks on the road six um, weeks i picked up an indian wow. yeah <laughs> wow i left here august 19th and i got back on uh uh on wednesday so that was basically cross country and back. Well, no, I flew to oh, Charlotte. Right. I picked up an Indian motorcycle. I visited my mom for a few days. She lives down there in North Carolina and uh, uh, then rode up the Blue Ridge Parkway up to New York, visited oh, that's my friends. Right. And then started scouting. So, uh, oh, let's back I... up. What are we scouting oh. for? <laughs> um, <laughs> Isn't that a good segue? Yeah, thank you. I am putting together a uh, cross-country ride for women next year. Uh, it's the 100th anniversary, uh, sorry, the 100th anniversary of Adeline and Augusta Van Buren riding mm -hmm. their Indian motorcycles across the United States. And um, so my plan is to take 100 women on the 100th 100. anniversary. Wow. Yeah, I know. Cool. It's uh, uh, it's the my number has grown, but uh, when a friend of mine, actually, I think you know Christina Shook, she she yeah. and I were having coffee. Yeah. Few, um, I don't know, a few months ago, she's like, "Oh, Alisa, it's a hundred year anniversary. You have to make it a hundred women." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, wait, all together, leaving at the same time, and then coming back at the same time? Like, wait, or... well, so it's one way. We're we're <laughs> we're gonna follow the, the loosely follow the route that the Van Buren sisters took, which was they left Brooklyn, New York, and rode to San Francisco. Um, what year again was that? This was 1916." 1916 before yes. before paved Be roads yep before paved there roads cars. yeah there were cars but um roads weren't paved yet and motorcycles wow. were the cheap transportation um it was it was a few years later that henry ford came up with the a way of mass producing cars that made them more affordable and 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 yeah. they're for more popular than motorcycles but in 1916 motorcycles were the transportation huh. and i think something like in 1913 i was at a museum recently and i read the statistic that indian motorcycle made 32,000 motorcycles whoa 
1913. And I don't know. What? I don't have a number. Yeah, I don't have wow. a number. But I'm pretty sure that not that many motorcycles are sold in the U.S. today. Uh, every year? <laughs> uh, in, no. In, in, every year. Well, every year. maybe no, during the peak, but not now. Yeah. Wow. What, can so, you tell us a little more about the sisters? Sure. Um, Adeline and Augusta Van Buren were descendants of Martin Van Buren. Oh, and um, cool. they were they were society girls but they had huh. um they had ideas and, so and they were like they were... the hilton sisters but smart <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but chock full of <laughs> yeah and, and i mean they really they had ideas about um they were suffragettes you know wanting oh, women to have the right to vote awesome yeah they, yeah they were also part of the preparedness movement which What's in that? 1916 the whole world was was kind of gearing up for world war one the, oh. the u.s wasn't sure if we were going to enter into the war but there was a large fraction of people uh the preparedness people that thought that well we better get prepared for this event and so adeline and, and augusta uh, they rode across the country because they wanted to prove to the U.S. government that women could be valuable um, participants in the war effort. So now we all remember the Ro Rosie the Riveter. You know, that was much more, you know, the women were allowed to, you know, work in factories and stuff. And it was more common in World War II. But for World War I, they thought the best way they could show the U.S. government that women could be valuable as dispatch riders would be to actually ride across the country because at that time the roads weren't paved, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and everything I've read, you had a choice between mud or ruts. You know, what was the lesser of two evils? Are you going to go down the axle, axle deep rut, or are you going to go in the mud, mud ruts, mud nice. ruts, you know, a <laughs> choice on a, on a, you're uh, so lucky today. Yes, we are. <laughs> and, uh, so they, and, and, and they did it. Now they were not, I want to be clear, they were not the first women to ride motorcycles across the United States. Um, Effie and Avis Hotchkiss hmm. did that the, a year prior in 1915. Hmm. They rode a Harley Davidson. Together? Uh, it was a sidecar rig. It was mother and oh. daughter. And it was sidecar rig. Now they rode, Effie and Avis, I mean, they rode across and back. So, <laughs> um, nice. so that was a really remarkable achievement. And, um, That's awesome. yeah, the Van Buren sisters were the first gals to ride across country each on her own motorcycle. Ah, uh, okay. So, um, they are, uh, I mean, both Effie and Avis and Adeline and Augusta, they're all role models for us. Um, yeah. We are commemorating the Van Buren sisters ride primarily because I couldn't get organized for 2015. Um, but, uh, you know, this has been a life, this has been a goal of mine for yeah. about a decade to lead a group of women across country. And um, two years ago, I reread the story of the Van Buren sisters and I was like, Oh, okay. 2016, that's the year have to do it. So, um, yeah, so they are fabulous role models and I'm learning a lot about history through their, uh, yeah. through, through following their adventure and reading about them. There's a fabulous book written by William Murphy called grace and grit. Hmm. 
and uh, it actually features both of the uh, well, both bo both sets of, of rides, and he does a real nice job of putting into context motorcycling in the in the turn of the century, and um, that's been my sort of <coughs> historical. Uh, reference as well as my personal reference because I email him he's a wonderful guy sometimes I email him and say hey Bill do you know about this as we're like charting our course across the country um, most recently I I wrote him and I said hey Bill where, where did the Van Buren sisters go in in San Francisco because yeah. we're planning a big uh, grand finale party in San Francisco oh and, uh, yep where's that gonna Hometown. be and Same. I want you to be there I'll try that's another discussion so, so so these gals i mean they were really really interesting ladies uh the one oh the sisters went on to go get a law degree um the other sister uh joined the 99s which was amelia Earhart's uh, flying women no problem and um you know, they went on to have uh remarkable lives uh, they both married um adeline had children and uh, I've actually met her grandson. He's going to be on our ride. I saw that. Yep. And uh, and his son, so her great-grandson and her great-granddaughter, are also going to be on our ride, which is very cool. It's, that was a big development for me in scouting the ride, was meeting the Van Burens and the Rudermans and having them decide that they would uh, support our ride. How, how old were they? Were the grandkids when they she did this? Do you have any? Like, how old was he? Well, well, Adeline, no, there were no grandchildren. Oh. The sisters weren't married yet. Got it. They were, it. I think, 20 and 22. Oh, so they were really they young. Wow. Yeah, so they were real young, real tenacious. and That's really cool. I mean, I mean, what their accomplishment is pretty phenomenal when you think about it, because the road, not only were the roads not paved, but these were Victorian times, not yet have the right to vote. Even. <laughs> and they were... Arrested supposed for... to be wearing pants. Exactly. <laughs> arrested for wearing pants several times what? along their journey. They were. You know, I mean, imagine slogging across uh, uh, the United States. I mean, imagine probably today's equivalent would be riding the Trans-America Trail. You ride the Trans-America Trail with no pavement, all hardship across the United States. You get to the other coast and, oh, but now I'm being arrested for wearing pants. <laughs> It, 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 I mean, this, this monumental achievement. And That's yeah, crazy. so those were the times that they did this in. So they're really, really remarkable women. Do you have any idea why they wanted to do it? Like what well, they... yeah, to prove to the U.S. government that That's they, right. they uh, that, that women could be valuable contributors That's to the right. war effort. Now, now right. I've never, I'm going to tell you something. I've never read this. This is not historical fact. This is me putting two and two together. <laughs> but... Um, Back in the day, uh, women, as I mentioned before, women couldn't vote yet. Mm -hmm. And the government, the U.S. government's chief reason why women couldn't vote is because women did not participate in the defense of the country. Hmm. So knowing that these gals were suffragettes and that they were part of the preparedness movement, I mean, one thing leads to another, right? You know, if, if, if they could participate in the war effort, then suddenly the main argument of why women couldn't vote mm. would go away. Mm. Now, they did this thing, they rode across the United States, and they got a letter from the gov U.S. government saying, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> so they weren't, 
able to actually help in the war effort. And it was another, what, like nearly 40 years before we got, I think, before we got to vote. So, um, but really forward thinking women and I like using them as role models because they rode with a purpose and they were, they were, they were adventurous. They were, they were smart. They were, they had, they had a purpose. I just, I love everything that they, that they stood for. And, uh, we really want to honor uh, that. Yeah. Honor that. Thank you. But some of the press has called it recreate and I'm not trying to recreate their ride. I'm, I'm really want to honor them in, in this ride. And we're going to start in New York city like they did. And we're going to end in San Francisco, but we are going to, um, do some things differently. One of which is, um, after scouting this, Mm -hmm. I realized, you know, the riding is much better in (laughs) Southern, in, in Colorado and Southern Utah, Southern Utah than like more North in Salt Lake. And the sisters, they went to Salt Lake. Well, after they, from Denver, they went to Salt Lake and then they went down to San Francisco. Well, we're not going to do that because for many of the women that join this ride, I suspect it's going to be the one and only time they ever ride a motorcycle across the United States. And I feel as the event organizer that I have to make it the best ride possible. Mm-hmm. So that a, means mm. riding the best roads possible. You know, we're, we're that sounds we're way better. Yeah. 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 So way more fun. The hot freaking desert of, <laughs> you know, of Northern Utah, we're going to yeah. ride through Colorado. Um, I'm looking at a way to incorporate the million dollar highway. If you were following my Facebook posts, yeah. and I, I, I wrote it sort of, um, it wasn't part of our original routing, but after riding it, I'm like, Oh, it was the first time I had ridden it. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this has to be part of this ride. Yeah. And so it's going to make our Western days a little bit longer to include that, but I think it's so worth it. And the other thing is, um, Riding through Zion and riding to Bryce. I mean, again, if this is the one and only time somebody was riding across the country, I, I sure want them to see that rather than, you know, some of the flat nothingness. <laughs> well, I'm sure if they could do it again today, they'd probably pick the really fun roads too, or they'd probably want to be, they yeah. probably want you to ride on the fun roads and the, you know. Yeah, I suspect. Why I suspect not? So. They they followed the Lincoln Highway, and mm. so we're gonna we're gonna join with the Lincoln Highway in a variety of places. And um, I'm actually partnering with the Lincoln Highway, um, uh, LHHC Lincoln Highway Heritage Corridor mm-hmm. in um, Pennsylvania, your state. Oh. Um, and they're gonna show us a. Well, they're gonna come to one of the dinners one night and show us a movie about the Lincoln Highway and. Yeah, so um, we're trying to do a lot of historical stuff like that. So you know, honoring the sisters, honoring honoring other role models as well. I mean, when I was in San Francisco, I met Erin Hunter Sills, and she's just yeah. an amazing, amazing woman. Yeah, and um, she's agreed to be our she MC oh. for the um, for the grand finale party. So where's this um, party happening? We are working on that. Ah. It's, it's, well, we had two <laughs> ideas. It was either going to be um, the D store has yeah. graciously offered us their facility for yeah. it. So that that's so we have a place in the in the bag. We've been talking to the San Francisco Motorcycle Club. Yeah, because it's also their hundredth anniversary. Yeah, that's a cool place. This, 
Yes, it is. I've been such there. a cool place. I love it. Yep. yep. And uh, they're currently having some renovations right now because they got flooded. Like, oh. Uh, yeah, a few months ago. So the renovations should be done shortly. So, uh, and, and then at this planning meeting that we had last week, uh, someone suggested another venue, which I won't mention yet, because <laughs> if that if that works out, we're, we're weighing a bunch of factors and what's best for, you know, a large group of people and also, you know, trying to get hotel rooms so people don't have to drink and you know they don't they, they won't drink and ride and so we, we're having a lot of logistical you know s- stuff right now and, yeah. and um frankly i really wanted at the at the san francisco motorcycle club yeah but you have to get a license you have to get a license to block off the street mm. and that may be cost prohibitive to us so there's a whole bunch of factors that we're still sort of working through right now but so I guarantee you it's going to be cool. Jenny Lefferts of Mad Maps yeah. is uh, coordinating the party for us. And uh, she's on it. She's just, she's a heck of a party planner. So what are the dates of this event? Uh, that's going to be July 23rd, 2016. For three weeks. Well, that's a, for the ride. I mean, July how long? 23rd is when we ride into San Francisco. Oh, that's the final it. party. We leave um, Brooklyn July 3rd. Hmm and ride to Springfield. We're going to have a big send-off from Springfield, Massachusetts as well, because the sisters, that was the first stop on the the sisters route. And it's also where Indian motorcycles were made. There's a huge heritage there um, with the town. It doesn't sound right, a heritage there. There's a a historical component there that is really pretty neat. and frankly, the, the, the Springfield Museums has the, uh, the just this incredible collection of Indian motorcycles. And um, the ride is definitely not all about Indian motorcycles, but they are an important part of, 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 of the history. I mean, both Indian and Harley-Davidson, right? I mean, they were the, mm-hmm. it was the motorcycles back in the day. So yeah. they were the two American motorcycle companies. So, um, yeah. So where can people go to find out details about the dates and how to, you know, what, what motorcycle to ride or anything just about the event? Where can people go to um, find out info? We have a webpage, mm-hmm. com. I'm going to go there right now. Face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you typing. We, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash ride. Cool. Um, Sisters Motorcycle Ride is our hashtag. So on, on Twitter. So you should be able to get most of the information you need there. And if not, then there's, you know, always email me. Which my my email is on all of those venues too. So you can folks can ask more questions if I haven't answered them in the ride FAQ. And is this ride open to every men and women? Yes. Anybody. Just anybody who wants to go, basically. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. We already have um, two couples signed up. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice. Two, two man-woman couples. And nice. I have one, one mm, woman, woman couple. And uh, it's open to everybody. You know, I want to promote riding. I want to promote women in motorcycling. Yeah. I want to promote motorcycling as a... a a viable sport for families 
you know um so yeah we want we want anyone for you know for liability reasons we can't have you know 16 year old motorcycle riders but uh <laughs> but yeah i mean i'd love to have some mother daughter teams and i love to have some sisters that would just really that'd be cool It'd be so cool to have some sister, sister riders. And so it sounds like you are going to have your own vehicle. Like this ride is something you join with your vehicle. Yep. Your own yep. motorcycle. You'll and... ride your own motor motorcycle mm -hmm. and we'll help uh, folks with information on shipping it or receiving it or, you know, heck, if you want to ride logistics, do it. Yep. And we, uh, we recognize that not, every woman can take three weeks off yeah. from life because yeah. we're the caregivers. We're <laughs> we the... get everything done. Everyone <laughs> everything would done. starve. We, we hold it all together. And be so, naked um, and not get anywhere if we weren't there. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, if you can't, if, if ladies can't join us for all three weeks, then there's about five different places where you can join up. And come along for the ride. Or you can just come for the kickoff. Or you can just come for the grand finale party. It depends on, you know, your level of interest and how much you you want to do. I suspect a lot of people are going to sign up to ride up Pikes Peak. Oh, oh, that's the Ooh. other thing. Um, yeah, the yeah, Van Buren Sisters. Yeah, they were the first women to ride motorcycles up Pikes Peak. We, we're going Ooh. up Pikes Peak. So there's an option to join there and then ride will take about 10 days to go from Colorado to San Francisco um, because we'll just be riding some phenomenal roads. So in order to join you for any part of the road, they have to register. They have to register. They, they can't the just show up and say, hey, I saw you were passing through. I thought I'd just jump on board. <laughs> no, no, you can't just jump on board. There's, okay. uh, you know, with a group that large, our... Um, our our days and our nights are highly structured. Yep. I'm not saying that you have to do everything every night, but it's really unfair to the people that do sign up and do pay the registration fee. You know, if people can just like tag tag along. Yes. You know, we what we want is now. I'll say this: we want other riders to come out and join us at. The community events i mean this ride is a fundraiser we have two charities that mm. we are raising yes. money for one is final salute which is a charity that helps female homeless veterans mm. our second charity is the women's coalition of motorcyclists we are donating to their train the trainer scholarship fund so we believe in supporting our veterans we believe in supporting other riders mm -hmm. and so we encourage folks to come out and come to the events that we're doing at the museums we're, we'll have a day at the um, ama hall of fame we're going to have a day at the national motorcycle museum in anamosa iowa we're going to have a, an event at the springfield mm -hmm. museums we're going to have an event um, at pikes peak so come out come join us at those events Pay an entrance fee so your food is paid for. Meet the riders. And uh, every registration fee nets a donation to our charities. Now, I see that um, on the site there's four sponsors. There's Indian. There's a Women's Coalition. Mad Maps and Women's Motorcycle Tours. Yep. Are you trying to get more sponsors? 
Yes, okay. we are actively looking for sponsors. And I, I want to point out that those four uh, on the bottom of the page, those are those are our supporters. Those are folks that have um, gone way out of their way to help us get as far as we have right now. And um, okay. we're soliciting sponsors for the ride um, in order to pay for it. Okay. Well, that sounds fabulous. I'll see what I can yeah. do about three weeks. I don't know. I'm still figuring <laughs> out what I'm going to do next year. I don't know. I decided what yeah. I want to do. Well, join us for join us yeah. for a portion. I mean, that's that, that yeah. thing. I mean, that's it's one thing doable. to be able to go cross country, mm -hmm. but if you can't, there's no there's no shame in that. It's it, yeah. there there. You know, we, we all ride what we can, you know, and uh, the most important thing is to get out there and enjoy our sport. Yeah. When do you think you'll have like a, I don't see like a schedule, like, you know, a date kind of by date. You know. I'm purposely <laughs> being a little vague on that. <laughs> right, I right. I don't want people showing up. Got uh, it. Un, un, unannounced. What I am going to do is I'm going to add registration options to join us mm -hmm. at each of the museum events mm -hmm. that that we're doing got it that makes sense um yeah, and then we're, maybe... a, we're a small team and we're very very lean and yep. um it's going to be a fabulous event yep. but you know we're 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 growing very careful you know we're putting everything <laughs> into place very carefully um and that just hasn't come together yet and I have some, I mean, frankly, I have some rerouting to do, you know, some of the, some, uh, that's why you scout a ride, right? Right. Is to make sure whether it works or it doesn't. And, you know, some things that we thought would work didn't. And so we're going to reroute and I'll have to go and I'll have to ride it again just to make sure that, that, that the, the daily timing and stuff like that works. So. Got it. Yeah. If I'm lucky, I can at least do like a week something yeah or whatever, maybe two weeks I don't know but something just popped in my brain next year was like for my husband and I to do two weeks or maybe I don't know I mean we don't know like just to do some time together to try yeah. a ride um to do a long ride together maybe uh -huh. either vacation and ride across country or um I don't know just something like that because he's wanting he's been wanting to do a trip of some sort like he always like dreams of us like leaving home for like six months and live off motorcycles. <laughs> and I, I don't know that I'm ready for that. I mean, cross country trip I'm all down for because that's something I really want to do in my lifetime. And like I, something that popped in my brain was like to, to, to use most of my vacation and do a one way from here mm -hmm. to home to San Francisco, mm -hmm. take our time and do like two full weeks to get across versus trying to like get back in like a two to three week time frame, like going one way seems like you could spend a lot more time, you know, to see stuff and, and do things rather than trying to hectically get back and forth and do I'll, a round trip. I'll, I'll tell you that two weeks is tight. To just know, do one way? Just to do one way. You're <laughs> going to, you're going to have so many things along the way. You're like, yeah. oh, damn, I wish I had more time. Yeah, no, and I know. It's really a primer. I'm, I'm I mean, sure even our enough. three weeks across the country is really, you know, we have every day we're riding yeah. 220 to three, three, 320 miles. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. 
it's a big country. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and there's yeah. something really epic about riding coast to coast. You know, I encourage yep. you and everyone to do it, yep. but don't shortchange yourself on time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I just haven't really ironed anything out. So I'm figuring all my options and, you know, his schedule is like really hectic. It's, it's random. Unfortunately, he doesn't even have like a set schedule and there's really no way to know this far in advance that, oh yeah, we can do a vacation on certain days. Like it's always yep. like up to the last week. Well, do you think you can still go? Oh. <laughs> I hope so. Like that's pretty much how our vacations go. It's like mm. I set my dates because I can, because I've got a job. So I can <laughs> say, <laughs> well, okay, I have a nine to fiver got a regular job so I can you know put time off requests in they get approved and then I put that on my calendar but it doesn't work like that for him it's he's at the mercy of his own company I mean he's you know he's running a startup yeah. so I, who knows like he, I could probably commit to that something like that and then he can't so I, I just it's all up in the air at this point but I've always wanted to do a cross-country trip of some sort like I know you can't yeah. see everything in one trip you know but um it's on my bucket list and yeah I, I for sure i mean since you're starting in new york i i think there's yeah definitely easy to join for at least a few days or even a week like that seems yep. pretty pretty easy um but we'll right. post a link to the site and then um Thanks. yeah and then the feeds like the social sites and things like that so people can check it out but it sounds like it's pretty much <laughs> excuse me, pretty much open to anybody who's, you know, riding and has, can ride a motorcycle and wants to, yep. yeah, join the fun. So that's really, really cool. It sounds fun. And, and you made a really good point at the beginning of the program. Like, I don't want to, you know, if you have your favorite riding buddy and it happens to be your husband <laughs> or your lover or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I want people to ride more. So that's why we have yeah. it open to Anybody. both men and women mm -hmm. because, I, you know, it, it's about the riding. It's not about genders or anything. So, yep. Yep. you know, I, I, I think that if you have, if you're lucky enough to have a great riding buddy like you do, yeah. then, you know, we want people to sign up together. Well, I find that a lot of women riders, they, Sadly, I don't know if it's sadly, but I find that the majority, especially new women riders that I meet and talk to, they need a partner to ride with. Yeah. They need someone to rely on to go riding with them. I did. Right? I, me too. I mean, it's, I feel like it's, I don't know if it's really a woman thing, but I feel like it's more, a little bit more um, present in female riders. Like I hear it way more from female customers and online readers on my page and um, people who email me. They're mostly women. I mean, I know it's also conducive to the audience that I have, but I feel like I hear it more from girls. Like, well, I, I you know, don't, I don't ride alone. I don't go out by myself and I really need someone there to ride with or I'm looking for someone to ride with. And um if that, you know, brings more people to go riding, then that's a good thing. Yep. I think there's still like a, a, you know, for new, I think it's really is more for new people or new riders, but there is a solo component to riding. You 
you to a degree you have to do things on your own you can't always you know what i mean like you you have mm. to figure out how to ride you have to figure out what to do you know in different situations you have to make decisions like someone can't make decisions for you so yes. it's like a balance i feel like it's a delicate balance and there's a point where you don't want to go completely in one direction and rely a hundred thousand percent on someone to get things figured out for you but then on the other hand you you know you don't need to be by yourself in the journey so to speak but um i agree yeah so i find that to be kind of a uh for me that's certainly a, a weird balance because <clears throat> i am fiercely independent in my riding to a point but i learned i guess on these long trips i'm not <laughs> so <laughs> you know doing a track day is not a i don't have any problem doing that by myself mm. or going out for a day ride for 400 miles or even overnight ride by myself because i did that last winter um went up to new york on his bike actually before i bought my triumph i took his triumph for an mm -hmm. overnight up to the border over the border of new york and back i had a blast like i was i didn't feel what i felt on this trip like of course i missed him but it but this was like it just hit me really hard like man this really sucks by myself <laughs> like, like this is just not i'm not having nearly as much fun as i know i would have if he were here and um i mean it's okay i feel like some people love to ride alone for long periods of time and that's awesome for them it's just not true for me i mean however i uh, granted i have like other e demons i'm trying to fight at the same time i'm still trying to <clears throat> kind of bounce back a hundred percent from my crash yeah which the trip actually did help a lot a, a ton in that regard but just kind of having that um what, what word do you am i looking for having that uh light bulb go off and go wow this kind of sucks <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> bummed. I don't know how people do it. It's like, it's kind of neat. Um, well, you know, it's been my personal experience. You know, sometimes I long for Edward more than other times. This mm -hmm. cross country scouting trip, I had a purpose and I had yeah, meetings a goal. and mm -hmm. I was busy. I had a goal and I was meeting people yeah. and I was busy. You weren't just and so wandering around refreshing for me to be on the motorbike by myself mm. because I was, you know, I, I'd be doing all the, I'd be up in the wee hours of the morning and the night doing all this paperwork and yeah. Facebooking and, and, you know, correspondence. And then I get on the bike and it was a big, ah, <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah. This is why I'm doing it. This is awesome. When's the last time, you know? wait, when's the last time you went on a trip like that by yourself? So, like a moto adventure gal trip. When's the last trip you took? Uh, I haven't done a big trip in a long time. I mean, I rode from, in June, I rode from Los Angeles to Colorado. Mm. And it was 12, 15. I don't know. The whole trip was like 4,000 miles by the time I did all my loops that I do. Yeah. Um, but it's been a long time like south long, america I mean, a long time yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah i mean it's it's been a it's been since since 2006 uh, sorry 2009 that i 
have done a trip where I didn't have an agenda. And actually, I'm really, uh, I'm really longing for that. I'm longing yeah, because just a I'm fun a trip. Yeah, yeah, I'm a motorcycle journalist. So everything I'm trying to spin it into, okay, well, I yeah. got to take pictures, I got to make a yes. story, I got to take notes, yes. I got to keep my life going. Oh, that and... part. Yeah, yeah, that part. <laughs> excuse me. I totally kind of dropped the ball on when I went down to Virginia because I was having fun. Like, but I'm that's what you're supposed much. to do, know. Well, you know, and for me, my, my hobby has now become my work and it's all blended and it's awesome. Yes. I have an awesome life, but I am really longing for a trip with no agenda and no, work. no, no responsibilities. Yeah. And, and so I'm, yep. after this, after this cross country ride, I'm, I'm going to take another big trip. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where it is, but mm. I've got. Uh, the two, the, the the Cuba and Croatia are Cuba, neck and neck. Cuba, that sounds we'll great. See, we'll see. Cuba where would I be end fun. Up. Just given yeah. like the history there, like be so cool yeah. to see what's there. Like what's there? What's, what old motorcycles are there? Oh, yeah, they are. Right? Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. they have old cars. It's like, wow, I wonder what old bikes are there. All yeah, the my idea with Cuba is to show up. And see if I can source a bike, yeah, and then travel, and then and then travel on the motorbike. Nice. I mean, if if, if I pick Croatia, then I would. Uh, that's a whole nother Croatia. deal because I would source a bike in Europe and mm. then ride a ride a bike over there. But those, I mean, those are just examples, and and I, it's time for me to do another big, big trip. Big trip. I just yeah. need. To. I don't see that in my future anytime soon. I mean. <laughs> I want to go some places, but I definitely would want to go with the man. And he uh, he doesn't ride very much these days, and he doesn't get to go places because of his work. It's really hard for him to go. I guess why he didn't go with me last week. He would have if he didn't have to work, but he had to work. So mm -hmm. otherwise, he totally would have gone with me because yeah. I went, you know, through the Smoky Mountains, and he's never been to the Dragon, and huh. yeah. So now. You know, I, I'm going in about three weeks, mm -hmm. two, two and a half weeks or so, two and a half, three weeks, something like the 20th, October 20th, yeah. whatever it is, so two weeks. I'm going to where Africa to ride. Oh, and Edward is not coming with me. And I am going to feel exactly the same thing that is that a work you were describing. Yeah, it is. Mm. I um, <clears throat> it is a work trip. I see. And I'll be on a motorcycle tour with Renadian Adventures. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah. I have worked for the last two years in Africa on a conservation project. I and remember. so it's thrilling to me to be able to go back and go on a motorcycle tour and see it from two wheels wow. instead, of, instead of from a four by four. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. And um, I'm really bummed that Edward can't go. He can't hmm. get it. He can't get the time off of work. But what am I going to do? Am I going to sit home and say no? I'm not going because yeah. Edward's not. Edward can't come with me. Yeah. And I'll be sad. No, yep. I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. 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 No, I mean definitely. You know, just Have like you... you did with your trip. You know, you you, you just you you do it. And yeah. would it be better with your partner? Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to make it good anyway. Yes. No. And I, I mean, I did, I tried, I totally, you know, I tried to find fun roads and went to some cute little places and things, but it was kind of a, I mean, partly a work trip cause I sponsored the rally. So 
I had to go. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had a mission once I got yeah. there. But um, just getting there, there was nothing really just except go riding and, you know, explore different places and see different things. And it was cool. Definitely hit a couple states I'd never ridden in. Didn't get to hit Kentucky. That was on my list because Kentucky looks amazing with a road. Kentucky, I don't... Some, some great riding in Kentucky. Yeah, it, Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting tired. Yeah, about it. Yeah, just Kentucky. looking at the map, Kentucky looks like a giant seismograph. You know, the roads are just like all over the place. They look outstanding, really twisty, and like a lot of technical riding. But yep, maybe next year. There are so many cool places to ride in the United States. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. You know, you can just never see it all in one trip. No. Unless, unless you use, unless you just take months, like Evan said, mm-hmm. you know, months and and see it. And even then, I mean, I've I, I've had I think five cross country motorcycle trips now, nice. and I, I still this trip I still rode on roads I'd never ridden on before. You know, million dollar highway. Oh, I have an interesting question. So, sure. okay. So what kind of bike did you ride on this trip? Tell everybody. I rode an Indian Chieftain, a 2015, and it was fabulous. And fabulous what bike, bike is today. your bike? What's your everyday bike? Oh, my everyday bike is a KTM 950 Adventure. Okay. So how different was that? And would oh. you trade in your 950 Adventure for a Chieftain? <laughs> um, <laughs> well... They're apples and oranges. Sorry, in this hypothetical question that will probably never happen, you have to make a choice. (laughs) Um, You know, the Chieftain was really the perfect bike for this trip Mm -hmm. because I, I mean, I love that adjustable windshield. So I can give myself (laughs) the proper amount of air given the climate because I went through several different climates and stuff. You know what I mean? Cruise control was awesome and 1800 cc's of like full on freaking a power was awesome i mean it was just it was awesome i I mean i confess it took me a little while to ride the motorcycle the chieftain well because i'm used to a much different seating position and i haven't i have forward controls like are they forward yeah yeah they had uh, four boards yep got it and so that was really different for me Mm -hmm. and i'm really glad they well, I hope they didn't watch me pull out of the parking lot in Charlotte because <laughs> it wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just been a long time since I've been on a cruiser. And uh, let me tell you, you know, it was really the perfect bike for the job. Yeah. I would have suffered on my KTM with no fairing, no, yeah. you know, I would have suffered. I, I, I would have suffered. So but, you were on uh, like the RV of cruisers, like big exactly. fairing, big screens, <laughs> cushy seat, cup holders. The whole thing. Uh, no, yeah, no cup holders. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I did, I did plug in. I, I, uh, I had Edward ship my, uh, my warm and safe heat. There you here. go. Because when I went over the Rockies, it was cold. Yeah, nice. Um, cool. So yeah, it was just like the, just the perfect bike for the job. I, I still like getting off the beaten track so yep. i probably wouldn't sell my ktm but <laughs> I, I have to tell you you know actually i need to post these pictures on facebook because yeah. i did go in the back country with that chieftain yeah how'd it go huh <laughs> <laughs> did you get there stuck was, in the mud one night you know i rode did you have a ewan mcgregor moment 
And did you get I stuck? I did on a chieftain, and I actually took a picture sitting inside my tent. Uh, ah. I was in this canyon, and because uh, I, I was, I rode down this canyon looking for a free camping spot. Because I I rode into Kanab, Utah, on a Friday night, and okay. I didn't have a reservation because okay. that's not the way that I roll. Yeah. And it, you know everything was full, and after stopping at like three hotels. Oh, the all the hotels one, were full. Yeah, wow. I, and this this was not a camping trip, but I always, always bring my camping gear with me just for this reason. Oh. So hotel number three says, yeah, we've got a smoking room, and we'll Ew. charge you 100 bucks for the pleasure. No. And I'm like, no. I don't think so. I cannot sleep in sleeping. Oh, I cannot sleep in rooms like that. I cannot sleep. Oh, it, no, no, no. And nor was I going to spend 100 bucks no. on that. For so, the misery. Yeah. yeah. So I just kept rioting and then I pulled off down a canyon, went down a dirt road. Okay. And... Yep. <laughs> and then called AAA. What happened? No, I set up camp. <laughs> nice. I set up camp. I made my I made my way out. I was a little nervous because I was, you know, there was a couple inches of sand and I wasn't yeah. sure. You know, it's a big. I I, uh -huh. I was heavy sure I tank. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I could pick up the chieftain if I knocked it over, yeah. but knock wood, I didn't knock it over the entire trip. Nice. So I never got to test whether I could or couldn't. But and uh, so I'm off. here to prove that you can do adventure rides on Indian chieftains. <laughs> oh, man, you can do adventure rides on everything. Like, I remember yep. that when I went to Horizons Unlimited, like, my first year, there was a presentation of a guy who's done who, who's been around the world on his Harley. Yeah. But it's like a chopped up Harley, like a yep. very custom Harley. But, you know, I'm, sh I'm sure there are many, many like him who are traveling yep. around the world on Harleys in the dirt, yep. in the desert, yep. in the whatever, yep. water crossings, whatever. Yep. Uh, can you water cross on a Harley? I don't know. But, sure you can. So, right, there you go. So I'm, I guess I'm not too surprised by that. I've taken my baby on the dirt a little bit. What? Sorry, I hear beeping. Um, I've taken her on the dirt a little, but I haven't ridden through like sand or ridden through like heavy mud but I've certainly gone in gravel and mm -hmm. a little bit of dirt like sometimes the roads here they just stop their the pavement ends for some reason and either they're in the process of <laughs> repaving or whatever so they'll just it'll just all be gravel and dirt for however long um whatever and then it picks up again and you just have no idea until you get there or whatever and um my bike's light though i mean it's it weighs less than a lot of adventure bikes so it does pretty good in the dirt good. it's you know, less than it's now under 400 pounds so um nice yeah yeah it's easy on the dirt i think it's lighter certainly lighter than a tiger would be i think tiger's probably heavier than what i got so i feel like i'm better off in the dirt on what i have <laughs> a lot of the times it's it's not that bad you just have to keep going. You just don't ever want to stop, right? So you don't fall over. Yep. <laughs> That's the lesson truth I learned. <laughs> the truth is I'll just ride anything. I'm not. <laughs> no, I just wanted to see, like, hear your perspective on how, how that bike oh. was for you, you know, oh, given where you're yeah. coming from, given the kind of riding you're used to doing. It was, it was nearly embarrassing luxury and power. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a phenomenal bike and, and totally modern, not yeah. a hiccup, just not a hiccup with just that looks motorcycle. looks old, but is not. And yet it has the classic styling. And let me tell you, everywhere, everywhere, yeah. people came up to me and started conversations with me yeah. in that motorcycle. And um, it was very pretty. I mean, it was beautiful. It's very, 
Even my mother, <laughs> my, my mother, okay, for 20 years, my mother has had the horror of me showing up on a variety of motorcycles to yeah. visit her. And this one, this is the first one. She's like, oh, I want to take a picture of you. This <laughs> motorcycle. I want to take a picture of you. Oh, that's the most beautiful motorcycle I have ever seen. Poor KTM. So it's very mother friendly <laughs> too. They are very pretty. I, I think they're really pretty bikes. Like especially yeah. the ones that come with the tassels and all the bags. And yeah. they're all like dressed uh -huh. and they're pretty. And, and when I see Indians, for me, they're like kind of like a little time machine because the yep. styling is so classic. You know, it's like 1950s or 40s. I mean, it's turn of the century almost. And you just don't see that anymore. And you just can't help but like look at them and stare at them because they're so stunning. Um, yep. We've had a couple roll into the parking lot at, at Revzilla and I was like, wow, those are really pretty bikes. And I love that they're modern, so I'm guessing that was probably fuel injected. And yes. It was probably, <laughs> probably uh, had disc brakes. Going up Pikes Peak either, yeah. let me tell you. Solid suspension, right? Yep. Yeah, it sounds yeah. really great. And, like and nice you can pump up the suspension on them. It's not huh. like it's not automatic. You know, you can't push a button, but there's yeah. a um, there's an apparatus that you can use to huh. pump up the suspension too. So when you're riding fully loaded, like I was, because yeah. I had all all these business cards and this camping gear and my yeah. 800 pound computer with me, um, yeah, I just pump up the suspension. It's did awesome. it did it have hard cases in there for you to take yes. stuff? Oh, okay. And the hard case, the left one was my computer for my computer. Mm. I just picked up the case and and dropped it in. And if you've ever seen me in my computer, I have a big honking laptop because I'm a writer. And I've got all this crap pushed in it. And, and it just like slid into that thing beautifully. And then the other side, I, I had my tent fit fine in the other side. And then I put like layers and my cold weather gloves and you know some snacky things on the top of that and then in the dry bag i had the rest of my camping gear my you know my clothes and stuff like that so no top I mean, box it was just just had a no top no 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 top box just saddle hard cases and then a dry bag and then a dry bag yeah wow. six weeks yeah it was fun it sounded pretty it cool fun. i had a heck i had a heck of a heck of a time and i made some really I mean, like I said, I'm, I just rode some roads that yeah. hadn't been on before. And uh, even Iowa, I rode 30 across Iowa. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really interesting. You know, I have to say, it was really, really a beautiful trip. Very nice. Hopefully I'll get to ride with you next year. We shall see. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> We'll, uh, I mean, we start in Brooklyn, so come to come to Brooklyn and yeah. you just spend the first couple of days with us. That's easy. That's an yeah. easy one. Yeah. I'll chat with you offline about that. Of course. That's no problem. Well, I'm super jealous. I, I hope that I can, it'd be a dream, I think, if I could do the whole trip with you, because that sounds so fun. Um, even if the man can't come, I think I would still have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'd love to have you. And, you know, there'll be so much excitement, you know, between the riding and, you know, the events that we have planned. And mm -hmm. I have some other plans for mixers to, you know, we have some evening events planned. We have some museum events planned. There's just, there's a lot. And you, you, you know, folks that join up, they can choose as much or as little <laughs> as they want to be involved with. Yeah. But, um, oh, I should mention that there's two ways to join there's there's one way 
um, you, you can sign up for a fully guided, fully supported tour. So mm-hmm. you just you, you pay your money and everything's taken care of. You don't have to think about anything or do mm-hmm. anything. We just we tell you where to be when and we haul your your luggage for you and, you know, everything's covered. Oh, um, there's yeah. only space for 20 riders like uh, like that because I have that's what we feel like we can do in a high quality way. Um, the other 80 riders will be self-guided ride. And, ah, okay. Um, so those riders will pay a registration fee, but they will pay, you know, they'll ride their own ride, pay their own expenses. And we'll have um, a variety of times when both, you know, when both groups come together, like the museum events, and uh, we're going to have some mixers along the way. We're going to do some fun stuff to shake up the group. Sometimes, you know, women can be clicky, and so I've got some ideas to unclick <laughs> them. <laughs> and well, and, we like to I'm nestle hopefully. in our comfort zones, you know. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's also fun to get out of it sometimes too. And I'm hoping that it folks is. can go home with a bunch of new friends and, um, and more importantly, new riding partners. You know, the whole point is to get out, and, yeah, and ride more, build confidence, ride more, see more, and um, yeah. Well, I will definitely um, do what I can to join you at least a portion of the ride. Maybe even try to sponsor some of it somehow with Geerchik. We'll, we'll talk offline about that. Yeah. Um, so before we go, I do want to yes. maybe just talk a little bit about some of these these stories. I do want to uh, mention this awesome email. So I have a Google alert. So Google has this great thing where you can set up an alert for a story or piece of information that the Googleverse <laughs> may come across. So I like seeing what's going on in the world of women and motorcycles. So I have a Google alert that alert will send me stories when, or an email when it finds new, any kind of blogs or news stories and articles about women and motorcycles. So I put keywords there and it'll send me random things. I get a lot of like international news, like women in Saudi Arabia are forbidden uh, to ride motorcycles during dusk or yeah, like just, you know, or the first female motorcycle unit in Punjabi is riding today or just kind of some really interesting international stories like that. Um, Here's one complaint lodged over boobs on bikes. Okay. See random thing. Like what, what does that <laughs> like, have? What, what is that even yeah. re- with regards to like cancer fundraising or Sturgis? Like, no, really? What is that? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It was just I, random. <laughs> I was looking at the link you sent me Yeah. <laughs> and I clicked and that's, you'll be getting that one shortly. I'm sure. <laughs> So the one story I saw that I thought was funny and I've never this is the first time I've seen this was a a man for woman posting on Craigslist. And if you're on Craigslist, there's a whole section of course for online dating and there's a there's a there's a subsection for each lifestyle. So M4W, man for woman. There's also M4M, man for man. So these are men looking for women and the, I just thought this was like kind of sad. It was cute at the same time, a little creepy as well. In Boston, it's a, you know, a personal ad. This lovely older man, he's in his mid fifties, looking for a younger woman with or without a bike that would like a riding partner, maybe, to do some trips in New England, maybe turning into more, but just for now, just trips. 
if you're interested, send some contact info. There's no photos or anything. So I just thought it was really cute. Hey, people are yeah. lonely. They're looking for people to ride with. I think that's pretty fun. <laughs> well, you know, not everybody is like outrageously extroverted mm -hmm. like I am. So <laughs> it can be hard to date and it, ride it, motorcycles at the same time. It can time. be really hard. Listen, I I got my motorcycle license when I was getting divorced. So I have oh. only ridden motorcycles as a single woman. Hey, I mean, I'm attached. I'm attached now. Was right. that like a reactionary thing? Like, you know what? Now that I'm free of this crap, I'm going to go ride uh, a motorcycle. No, I had a dream. You, you know, when you're going through a really stressful event in your life, you have a lot of crazy dreams. And mm. I had a crazy dream that I was riding a, about riding a motorcycle. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, my God, I got to learn how to ride I think you told me about that one time. Yeah, I'm leaving Got out it. a lot of detail, but <laughs> for the purposes of this discussion, Got it. that will suffice. Got it. And, and, and so I started riding. Well, I took the MSF course while I was going through my divorce. And um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, as a single person, not now, but, you know, as a single person, when somebody asks you, hey, do you want to go for a motorcycle ride? You're always like, hmm. Like, what kind of ride is it? Is it a ride ride? Are we going for a ride or is it a ride ride? And of course, you know, if the guy's hot, then you're like, hmm, well, maybe this is a, you know, a ride ride. But it, so it was always sort of funny to me to, you know, meet people and, you know, be invited on rides. And then you're, the whole time you're thinking, hmm, well, what kind of ride is this really? What ride? <laughs> Where so, are we really going? I mean, yeah, I mean... You know, for women, motorcycles are a great way to meet men. But I, I suspect it's it's completely the opposite for men. I, yes. I think finding a female riding partner is very difficult. I think the last and, thing women riders are trying to do are find guys. Or like, I think like the, that's the last goal when they're trying to learn to ride a motorcycle. Exactly. Yeah, they're not trying to date. They just want to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> you know, I have, I, have, I have a girlfriend that does not ride a motorcycle and she really wants to meet somebody. She's been divorced for about eight years. Yeah. She really, really wants to meet somebody. Yeah. And I keep telling her, you got to learn to ride a motorcycle. But she'll have yeah. no, she'll I mean, still have nothing to do with it. The ratio is three to one, right? I mean, yeah, you know, for yeah. every whatever, we're totally outnumbered. We're still way outnumbered. So you'll you'll meet a lot of guys who ride <laughs> from all walks of life. <laughs> as well yeah. all walks of life all kinds doctors lawyers you know wealthy people um well that's the cool thing yeah. i mean just such a homogenous bunch you know yeah. it doesn't matter what our background is or you know what our personal stories are once we yeah. have once we're astride a motorcycle it's like it's a level playing field you know it's really it's cool so kudos to this guy for trying to find somebody to ride with i mean that's <laughs> yep that's 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 great that's how you do it you know what's funny is in that same article that same email i sent you post link to this is actually a really cool um story about a woman who won a motorcycle championship race in new zealand it's some new racing class they have there and um she's a kiwi and she it looks like her name is avalon biddle and she won the women's european championship in spain with another round to go it's the penultimate let's see the tw she's 23 and she clinched the title at the penultimate round of the european junior cup in jerez spain the series is a support class for the world superbike series 
and the oh. riders face each other off on identical Honda CBR 650F bikes. She dominated the women's series. Very there. cool. I have goosebumps. <laughs> That's cool. Isn't that cool? That's really neat. So, just fun. So those are the kind of fun stories I try to find in the uh, into the in the alerts, Google alerts. Just see like what's going on. For a little while, I had like women, motorcycles, and celebrities to see like what kind of cheesy news stories. Oh yeah. Um, because I'm I was for a while I was like really curious like what celebrities ride motorcycles, and so I you know figured out a couple like Queen Latifah rides, um, Pink rides, Alanis Morissette for a little while was riding. Um, I think only because she was dating. Um, What's his face? Some actor, Ryan, Ryan, what's his name? And then Angelina Jolie rides, albeit squidlish, but. Oh, does she, she does, what? She's oh. a mother of like 8,000 and she has, yes. she doesn't wear gear? No. Well, oh. well, no, I take that back. Partially, um, partially. I've seen her like jeans and she'll be leather jacket and helmet and thing. I would, you know, in my brain, I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking of Gwyneth Paltrow. She is the oh. worst role model for anybody on two wheels. The oh, she rides? Scooter. So I saw there's a story and we talked about it in one of our episodes. She's on a scooter, like a Vespa in LA and she's dropping her kid off and oh. she's wearing a dress. Or like a skirt, flip-flops, mm. and a half helmet. And then the worst thing is some paparazzi, of course, they're watching her. She pulled out in front of a bus, a bus, <sighs> without even looking twice. She could have killed herself and her child. So we have idiots on scooters representing mm. other people who ride scooters and are not idiots. Well, those are the kind of female mm. celebrities that are representing us in two wheels. But I just realized, like, too many uh, celebrities, they don't wear anything. Like, I've seen photos of Rosie O'Donnell, and she's driving, and she's wearing yoga pants, flip-flops, and a half helmet, and that's it. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell rides a motorcycle or a scooter. She rode something, and she wears absolutely nothing. Um, same with the photos I've seen of Queen Latifah. She's not wearing much. Like, none of them really wear anything. Pink wears stylish stuff. She does wear some cute jackets and things, but she doesn't wear anything remotely close to gear. She, she pretty much hipster dresses, you know, half helmet, so cute jacket. And I was just trying to see, like, does anybody in the celebrity female world ride and actually appropriately or safely? And not really. Hmm. That, but that brings so. up a, an interesting point, since you are the gear chick. I mean, <laughs> it, it, this whole hipster thing is coming, like, on full force. And, you know, some companies are doing it better than others. I mean, some, some companies are actually putting protection inside their fashions. And, and I mean, look at, um, look at GoGo Gear. I mean, she, she, she's making really fashionable motorcycling apparel. She was... Oh, she's not doing it anymore? Not as not like before. Like oh, before damn. she had that huge collection of coats and, you know, um, okay. you know what I mean? She had a very big collection of yeah. really pretty gear, but not as much of that anymore. She's doing Bummer. some Kevlar leggings. She's doing some city stuff, like urban, okay. more casual 
like hoodies, um, Kevlar hoodies. And then she does have like a casual black kind of textile style, like plain, okay. but no more of the trench coat stuff. Um, okay. but a lot of companies are well, doing stylish stuff that's armored. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, Roland does uh, a I lot mean, of stuff. Every a lot of people do. Yeah. A ton. There's a lot of so, alternatives to the mall. And now that we're seeing folks in, um, you know, in jeans riding, it's hard to tell whether they're the Kevlar jeans or whether they're the, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. the regular jeans. Yeah. But just just as as a side note, because you're the gear chick, too. You know that Kevlar has no abrasion resistance, right? So it's ridiculous that everybody that Kevlar jeans are the rage. Well, the, I mean, I guess it depends <laughs> how you identify that because Kevlar woven denims are certainly stronger. Than say it's, your stretchy jean. That's true, right? Definitely. Um, but I personally view jeans as really an alternative to your casual jean. That's all, because you, there are people I want to wear jeans, and it's totally fine. People want to look. Some people want to look a certain way, and that's completely understandable. Everybody has a different preference on how they want to look on their vehicle. So I find jeans to be a better alternative to your casual jeans um, because they are safer than your like mall jeans. Sure, they're not the yeah. safest thing in the world, but they're a much better alternative and they'll certainly do a much better job for you. And yeah, yeah and cause you far less headache in the hospital than your regular jeans will. They're never a substitute though for leather or like, yeah, yeah or certainly higher end textiles. But um, I don't wear Kevlar jeans except when I go to dinner um, across town. Like I live in Queen, I live, um, not Queen Village, but I live in like the edge of Queen Village, Hawthorne. It's like three miles from say Northern Liberties, which is a cool little hipster neighborhood or, or um, two miles from Fairmount, but that's all city riding. I'm just, you know, downtown near city hall. I'm not getting on the freeway with jeans never gonna happen mm -hmm. I save that's what I save my leather for so that's kind of how I do it um, because yeah they're not gonna do much they're gonna do what I need them to do at the stop sign but they're not gonna do what I need them to do when I'm going like 50 miles an hour yeah mm -hmm. so. yeah I just think that a lot of people think that oh it's sold in a I think this is a problem with a lot of gear oh it's sold in a motorcycle shop so it must be protective but there's you know, a lot of Not variety of, <laughs> of protection. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Big, big, big differences um, across the board. Um, and it's really hard to tell just by looking at them. You just have no idea until you like really look at them up close and do your homework and see what the differences are. Yep. Um, well, I think that'll wrap up 73. Thank you. Thank you for doing this for me. This was really great. Oh. Since Thank you for inviting me. It's been fun. I'm sorry we talked so much about the ride, but it's the, it's the, I mean, it's taken over my life and I love, I love what I'm doing. I love that I'm, I love encouraging people to ride. So it's hard for me not to talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting story as well. I mean, the sister is pretty cool. Um, they also have a, a website for the, of just about the women themselves. And I found that when I Googled, um, mm -hmm. as well. And I think it's Van Buren sisters.com, but we'll post yes. a link to that. So you can just read about them, um, which is pretty fun. 
So if you can join, I highly recommend. Certainly going to make an effort because <laughs> I want to, yeah, I definitely want to. Sounds like fun to go partially across country anyway. So I'll yeah. post links to that. And um, in the meantime, you can visit, certainly please visit us at motorific.com. You can find Elisa at motoadventuregal.com. And then, of course, Moto Adventure Gal is her internet handle. So you'll find her all over the internets <laughs> in that regard. You know, just like your chick, I'm all over with that name. And um, in the meantime, in two weeks, I think Christy's back in the toward the end of October, but she may not be back by the next episode. But so I don't know, I may bug you again so we could I don't know, get another episode <laughs> since we're spacing them out every two weeks. So, um, yeah, they're not getting as much from us as they used to. So try not to make them wait too long these days. Oh, get a cool guest speaker for next week. Yeah. So I'm going to see what I can do for, for the next Actually, one. everybody's gearing up for AIME next, next week. So it'd be difficult to get anybody oh, two in weeks. the industry, I think. Yes. I got two weeks. So oh. uh, yeah, our, that's why our episodes are now every two weeks. Gotcha. So that's why we want to try not to make people wait again. <clears throat> but in the meantime, please check out, um, motorific.com you can always send us an email motorific at gmail.com or just post a comment on the facebook page at motorific podcast and until then i hope that you will have a lovely week and lalisa thank you thanks for hanging out yes. with me yeah thank you for calling me ciao for now adios <laughs>